with a warehouse packed full of Brazil world champion thongs. Mm. It's the Vocal Minority Podcast. We can just turn them into hand-strong bracelets, right? Yeah, I think that would work. As a thong, it's ridiculous because all those stars just add extra fabric. Stupid. But you need stars to, to help cover things up, really. I, well, I guess. But then um, I have a thong at all. That's a very good point. Anyways, we've got to make our money back on these somehow, you guys. Fair. Mm. Fair. Slingshots. Right. Ooh. Mm. There we go. Sexy, sexy slingshots. <laughs> Get your sexy slingshots here. Can we repurpose them into anything French or Argentinian? I, hmm. Mm. Not easy. Stitch a bunch together as a beret or a baguette holder, you know, over the shoulder baguette carrier or something. You know how many thongs you have to stitch together to hold a baguette? I don't know. <laughs> well, if you stretch it out and like, I don't know, no, then you'd crush the baguette. No one wants a crushed baguette. Just ask our well-hung listeners. Support <laughs> <laughs> us on Patreon. It can, can our only fans it? link is... Yeah. And we just sell them as like extremely fancy, bespoke, expensive toilet paper in Argentina. I yes. think they for that. That seems reasonable. Mm. All right. Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Book Minority Podcast, the podcast that will laugh at certain players' tears. Oh, yes, we will. They're delicious. It's true. On this week's show, we look back at pretty exciting quarter and semi-final rounds at the world cup some good matches uh celebrate a hometown boy get excited about a union look ahead to the final and more now this week's panel delighted by some of the exits welcome to duncan fletcher yes i'm not going to deny that it's been a lot of fun to have uh with that yep agreed good good trying to decide if he should cheer for the best kit it's mark hinkley it's it's a hard uh it's a hard sell um as to which way i know do you go to go with do you go with talent do you go with the emotional story driven attachment Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or just go for fashion in which case um japan should have won this thing already but whatever Uh, wishing Larice would pretend he's playing for France when the EPL starts back up. Say hello to Tony Walsh. Sacra blue. Man, he's having a good tournament. He's gonna suck in the next match. Um, the next first know? match, I mean, the next Are you first a match. Wizard? No, that's Harry. Yeah, of, of what? Ain't Waverly plays. Wow. Uh, don't ask me where that came from. I've never watched that show. Uh-huh. Uh, feel, <laughs> feeling better about my choice to choose Argentina as the eventual winner, she says now, thereby cursing Argentina. I am your host, Christian Knowles. Now to our show. When did you choose that? Like two shows ago. Oh, oh two days. What? Two days ago? Two shows ago. Oh, okay. All right. To the show. Yeah. Yeah. Tony, maybe you should listen to one once in a while. Yeah. I record it. That's enough work. <laughs> you you record it i mean your well, voice I, gets recorded I, by mark yeah thus <laughs> trapping my essence within the vocal minority podcast mom and dad stop fighting we're only just started this thing All let's right. turn this around <laughs> let's pull this podcast over 
boys. <laughs> All right, first one. Uh, what's been happening? Uh, of course, what's been happening is the World Cup and the quarterfinals and the semifinals. Um, quarterfinals. Uh, you know what? That was a great quarterfinal round. Um, some delightful upsets, some really good matches, more penalties. Um, I think chief among probably the, the best one, I think for, well, no, no, the best one is Morocco beating Portugal. That one's the best one. That one's uh, no, Ad- Argentina versus beating the versus Netherlands was was best. I mean, you know, let, let's let's not beat around the bush here. That was the best game out there, just for the fucking shithousery and villainy and there all was that. a lot of that. Plus, then it's like the the drama and then all of that. I come on, that game had everything. Yes, but Morocco beat Portugal. Sure, yeah, Morocco was the biggest Portugal. upset. But yeah, the biggest upset, the most delightful match, absolutely, sure. was Argentina Netherlands. Result charming game, yeah, Argentina Netherlands. Hundred percent. Oh yeah, no, that game was ridiculous. Like I still just watch. Like that's one of the, one of those ones that people talk about is that particular match. It's going to um, be an ESPN classic. <laughs> Um, like the Croatia Brazil match, sure, whatever. Um, delightful. Well, that, was, that was good. That was, too. It was. It was a good match. It was actually, you know, some heartwarming stuff. And was it Perisic's kid that went to comfort Neymar or something? Yeah. Yeah. I hope Neymar told him to fuck off. <laughs> It did not appear that he did, unless he was whispering it in his ear. And we we just don't know, right? Um, I do enjoy that Neymar didn't get to take a penalty. I love it when teams decide to put their best player shooting fifth, and then it never gets to them. I I know. I will will never understand it. I never understand it. I I guess, like, I guess uh, there's something to be said for it tactically, but it always seems to go against them. I just love the assumption that you're going to get you're going to get to five guys. We're going to get to five. So here's the five. Oh, you're number six. Sorry, you're not good enough to be in this group of five. You didn't even get to five assholes. What is? Explain it to me. Walk me back. The very least, the first three are guaranteed. That's 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 a thing. Yeah, first three shots are guaranteed. You should put his ass third. Best that's shot exactly. taker, you want to have three goals. Like that's your I, anchor you, right there. That can turn the tide for you. If things have fucked up in the first couple, put your best guy right there in the middle to bring everybody back. Counterpoint, score more goals in regulation. Like at this point, you've already fucked it, okay? And I'm saying both teams. You've already screwed this up. If you're at penalties, it means for 120 minutes, you didn't fucking do enough, Okay. You literally are now at the precipice of losing to a coin toss. If you're not going to game, you gamesmanship is too late. You can't do gamesmanship at that point. Get your goals in as soon as possible and let the other team chase you for once. But no, let's put him fifth. We're we're going to need him at fifth. Yeah, that assumes that the other four don't fuck it. Mm-hmm. They'll ne- you'll never be able to make it make sense, honestly. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. No, I so, agree. I love it when that happens. It's magical. 
Yeah, no, I'm all I'm all for it. The backfire. It's like you are a fucking dummy. But the best thing about it was that, you know, there was all of the thereby immediate comparisons a few hours later to the Argentina Netherlands match, where of course Messi first first guy up, beautiful penalty, sets his team, you know, like it was just so that's all you heard for hours and hours afterwards. Oh, you know, comparison. It was just, it was just, it just sort of like added to it, right? It's like, haha. Um but yeah, what a, for the most part, very exciting quarterfinal round. Um, the France-England match. Should we talk about it? Do you want to talk about it? Do you guys feel okay to talk about it? Are you good? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fine. <laughs> Shit happens. It happens this way all the time. It's, I, I know. Was, I mean, I didn't obviously didn't want England to lose, but I mean, I, I was glad it ended as a regular match, not fucking penalty kicks. Like, it was, it was a decent match well, they both played it kind well of ended on two kicks. two you know decent teams mm-hmm. right you know they both played well enough hard neither were um, at, at the top times, of their yeah. game mm-hmm. um yeah, it's just it's, you lose football matches it is you yeah know, the, the the cane hatred is, is oh ridiculous ob- it, it was expected by the insanity of that is the media out of Oh, for sure. The but, UK, but I mean, is, is there it, actually Ken hatred? I don't feel like I've seen any of that tweeted over my, my tweet. Oh line. yeah. Oh my it's, god, it's, I've it's seen it. It's, it's 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 very it's very club driven, of course. It is. Know? It's 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 excessively club driven. But yeah, but I mean, yeah, whatever. It's it happens. You know, join get in line with the list of huge oh, yeah. football stars who've missed penalties. Have missed penalties and whatever. At the World Cup. I mean, you know, and anyway. I, I don't know. Even if even if they would have uh, tied it up at that spot, who knows? Who knows how the rest of the game would have gone? It was France is a France is a very very deep team considering the injuries to guys you thought would be starters. Oh, I know. Well, and then the players for France that have stepped up during this World Cup. Yeah, uh, it was a shame for English fans that England lost, but there was no shame in losing to France. True. Oh, I don't think so. It was actually, you know what? It was. It was out of out of the four quarterfinal matches. It was actually probably the most enjoyable one to watch in terms of the football. Um, like maybe Argentina Netherlands, they were too busy beating on each other. Um, but I think because both teams had they had their moments where they had like they had control of the game for a while. They had some beautiful moments. There was some nice play, and then it would shift. Um, I think it was, you know, everything else was kind of like a war of attrition, you know, because of the penalties, because of Morocco desperately hanging on, um, you know, down a man, all that stuff. So like dramatics and just that defensive play by them. Um, But the, the England France match just had a different, had a different quality to it. So it was, to me, it was unfortunate that that was how it was lost in a sense. Like, yeah, obviously score more goals. (sighs) But you know, I, the, the, there's always a villain to England losing. In A, they always lose, and there's always yeah, going to be a villain. True. I'm fine yeah. with that villain being Harry Kane. <laughs> it's not as entertaining as '98 when it was David Beckham. And that was <laughs> no, no, that was, that was very um, entertaining. But you know, sure, yeah. it's and it'll be, be and it'll be someone next Euros, and then it'll be someone after that at the next. Yeah, World absolutely. Yeah, if it's, just the way it is. If it had to be anyone from this team, Harry Kane, sure, I'm happy with that. And it did have to be someone. There's always someone. So, yeah, let's go with him. Yeah. But, yeah, whatever. 
Shit happens. He scored one. Nobody else did. Yeah. Mm. No. And 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 a very nice one. Like I, it was as it was happening, a, a friend was texting me, and I was like, "If anyone can stop him, it's it's Larice because, well, one, he's good at that. Two, they play together and have for I don't know how many years. Um, so if there's anyone that knows how this guy takes penalties, it's him. So there was always an opportunity that something was going to go awry anyway but that first that first penalty he took was excellent it was very well taken penalty so um yeah yeah the second one though just oh unfortunate but it happens yeah. Clarice didn't stop him just earth's stupid lack of uh intense well, gravity exactly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where was the invisible net that was supposed to redirect yeah. it look I, i'm according to uh what twitter was kind enough to share with me he, he just converted a penalty. Just the wrong fucking sport. He loves oh, it. He lo- that guy loves the NFL, he, man. He does oh, love he, the he, NFL. He, he really loves a rugger. Does. Yeah, yeah three, three points for that in rugby. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, that, uh, that really took hold of that one. But um, I don't know. I, I, I The hate doesn't surprise me because English media is toxic as fuck. And mm. I, uh, I feel bad for him because... Not mostly just because he's going to get an absurd amount of shit for this, which he did and will continue to. Um, but France were the better team. The France have France have been such the better team all tournament. And uh, like if anybody was genuinely surprised to see England lose here, like just realistically oh, no. surprised. Like, are you first question? You English? And then, and then, you, and then, if it's yes, no. If it's yes, continue on. Were you watching the tournament? Because I mean, like England are good. They're not World Cup final good, like finalist good. They're good enough to be here. They're good enough to be in the quarterfinals. I don't know if they're one of the four best teams of this tournament, but uh, mm. yeah. But they they held their own, and that's the thing. Like I feel like we we've kind of addressed this is that they they didn't look out of place, which I was expecting them to look incredibly out of place. I thought they were going to be genuinely be exposed for the overhype that is typically with an English team, but they look pretty competent. They look great at times. And they got to the final of Euro, whatever, just like a year ago, Mark. I, I'm sorry, I don't know. This what you're isn't about. your fucking golden generation, Beckham, and all those fucks. You know, do Gerard and Lampard. Oh, we're really good. Fuck mm. off! No, you were never that, anywhere that was, near any good. That, These guys are actually quite good. Was that even a real tournament? Honestly, um, great tournament. You stop it. Yeah. So, I, my my point is is that while you yeah Euro, you know that was great, but there's also a couple other countries in this that are pretty damn good that aren't in Euro. So diluted, right? That's what I'm more or less going sure. is diluted. And uh, I was I was just I was happy with the outcome, not so much that England lost, but that they looked good. They looked very good. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed just to go back to the hurricane thing. I just love the fact that, you know, if he'd scored that, that would have been him becoming England's all time leading goal scorer oh, God, with, with a goal right. in the quarterfinals of an F of the World Cup to tie it up and everything. And now that's going to happen in some fucking Euro qualifier against friendly versus Armenia. Yeah, oh, exactly. I didn't, didn't they even... drop down to didn't they drop they down to the didn't. lower tier in Nations League? 
Oh, let's hope so. Oh so, my yeah, God. it'll be oh, like some be like mid, mid, midweek international versus, uh, <laughs> I don't know, like pick your, pick your, uh, pick your poison there, Moldova. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it could have been all the fucking glory to, you know, tie up the World Cup quarterfinal. Uh, no. So that amuses me. That is amusing. I will. I will, uh, I, know. I will join you in your amusement. That is amusing. Well, Wayne Rooney gets to dine out a little bit longer. Yes. <laughs> yes. He's he doesn't as have to give it. He doesn't Kane. have to. Doesn't have to retire his uh, England's leading scorer sequin robe just yet. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so what? What? So the obviously. So what the quarterfinals uh, gave us then were two. Um. Pretty interesting semifinal Semis. matches. Uh, yes. Mm, <laughs> yesterday. Yesterday and today. Um, yesterday's match, uh, Argentina versus Croatia, really messy versus Modric. You know, two of the greats possibly playing in their last World Cup matches, blah, 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 meaningful, whatever, blah, 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 blah. you know, like. Was it, <laughs> was it Borat announcing this? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, last match is la, la, la. <laughs> but, um, and then. You've got France, who has arguably arguably been the best team in the tournament so far, certainly the most consistent, um, playing, you know, the underdog, the the Cinderella story, the, the team that just does, you know, refuses to back down. Um, also, you know, a little bit of colonizer humor in there. Um, so... Was it, just it was two... always going to be France, just just the injuries that Morocco had and the suspension. You had France of England. This was like there for the taking. Yeah. Morocco had to be exhausted. Yeah. They put up oh, a good and just, and just watching, they clearly were, but good lord, the effort. Yeah. 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 Indeed. And those oh, a couple of those chances. Oh yeah. But but yeah, those I mean, some great chances, some great individual runs, but it they were out of like the supporting cast on I mean, a lot of them were out of gas like just couldn't be oh, in the yeah. right spot. even just the last like but that being said also kudos to france's defense which just like was a wall at points like right oh, definitely and again uh Laurie smith a couple very good saves um yeah. hugo go <laughs> he's just, he's he's having a very good tournament um it's spursy mm. <laughs> Um, but then the uh, the Argentina Croatia match yesterday, a little bit of a different story. Um, less of a less of a back and forth. It, it once once that first goal for Argentina went in, it was just a fourth. Yeah, yeah. I you know again you got to think Croatia's got to be pretty. You know, didn't have the injuries, what have you? Got to think they're pretty exhausted as well. They've done. You know, all the overtimes and all that yep. sort of thing. It's, yeah. I've, they've played a lot. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but to get to see, uh, you know, and everyone is going to talk about this over and over again. And as well, they should, because that run from Messi and that, that pass to Alvarez, like that's just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. So much fun to watch. I've watched that. I've lost track of the number of times I've watched that. It was just so beautiful um and yes i'm a huge fan of his but man what a play <laughs> it was ridiculous yeah yeah spectacular just just watching them run down the length of the pitch was was just like you 
I, I like it was by about three quarters of the run. I was like, please let this be a goal because it's just what it was a like waste trying, if it wasn't a goal, right? But like, but like exactly, like it, it was, it was almost like it was almost vaudevillian, vaudevillian to like, like, like a film where they're trying to trying to track down a trying to stop a train or, or like a wagon from getting away and they have no idea how to stop it, but they keep getting in front of it. And the wagon makes these weird turns. And it, like, it's just, it was just like, no matter what Croatia was doing, it was never going to, never going to be enough to stop this thing. So the fact that it resulted in a goal was just chef's kiss. It was just, I, I that run was just, I feel like I've had that happen to me so many times in FIFA and it was nice <laughs> to see it in real life. You know, it's never me doing that goal. Never me. It's always like, fuck, why, why did I mistime this tackle? Why did he switch to this guy? It was kind of like that. So seeing that in real life just makes me uh, less embarrassed all the times it happened to me in a video game. Uh, but my God, what a, what a wonderful, wonderful bit of business. Jeez. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously Messi is the big story, but I'm picking up for Argentina as a whole. I, I feel like they're the, you know, if they were just an individual player, there would be Luis Suarez. Argentina is, is like the Luis Suarez of teams. Talented, really good at the shithousing, occasionally tilting into full-on villainy. You can't not like them. And obviously growing up in the English 80s, you kind of, growing up English in the 80s, you grow up with, oh, Argentina, like, the ultimate fucking super villain that you hate and everything. Yeah. And you know, I kind of carried that with me for a while, but now it's just like, no, these guys are really fucking entertaining. Yeah. In they, a bunch of different ways. Yeah. I, I found them far more likable than I expected. I, I I was, again, I was very focused on 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 Messi, obviously, but throughout the tournament, it was like, oh, this is, this, yeah, like you said, this is kind of fun. Okay, I'm, I'll settle in for this. That guy just kicking the ball into the bench for no good reason against another oh one. My God. Fantastic. I was like, what are you That's doing? the sort of thing I can get behind. <laughs> Never mind your mazy dribbles and what have you. That kind of shithousery. Yes, I'm on board with Argentina. <laughs> Um, but yeah, what a what a fun sort of like rounding into the last two games. What a fun what a fun few days uh, this has been. Really, um, kind of I don't know, like everything else aside, you know where it's located, all the all the issues with the country and 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 the corruption and everything. And I've seen so many people say this: if this World Cup were being held somewhere else. We would be talking like this would just be like one of the classic World Cups based on the football and the stories from the matches and the players involved and the players not advancing and the teams knocked out and the teams that did advance. You know, like Morocco obviously is almost the story of the World Cup. Um, It will be superseded by whomever wins because it's either going to be France repeating or Messi finally winning, right? So those are two massive stories. But right up there is going to be Morocco doing something very unexpected um, as a as a as a as a smaller country, as as, a, as an African country, as an Arab country. Like there's there's so many storylines, right? So anyway, um, but yeah, it's it's been just based on the football. This has been a really enjoyable World Cup. Yeah. For me, anyway. 
Absolutely. Agreed. And, you know, it, it's a very kind of harsh in a way. I mean, yeah, obviously the, there are problems with Qatar, but, you know, you go back, you know, Brazil. I've, I've, yeah, sort of Russia mm, was the last one. Then, you know, to Brazil, clearly there's like oh, issues horrible, there, like yeah. South Africa. I, you'll go back to any like, country out there, they've, they've got like shit going on. And obviously Qatar has the probably more really obvious corruption because, you know, a lot of those other countries have had, you know, it's like the population or the landmass to justify all the various stadiums and what have you, or, you know, the football and history and yeah, all the stadiums are right there. I mean, putting in a car was just a nonsense decision, but just the whole of the, oh, is this, Qatar is a uniquely evil country, much more than any other country that's ever hosted the World Cup. No. Mm, not so much. And look look where the next one's being held. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what could go wrong? Oh, no, 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 no corruption or war crimes or anything like that. Yeah, no, yeah. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who's, who's going to be the president of the U.S. and for the 2026 World Cup? Yeah, it could be the uh... Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> Maybe Gatorade on the crops. <laughs> oh, it no. helps. Can, it helps. Can you smell it, what the uh, president's cooking? Oh God! Oh God! What's what was what was the? Uh, it, it's full of electrolytes that helps plants grow. What was it? Yeah, Is it, that what it was? Something like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it could be full on idiocracy by then. If you haven't seen the movie, folks, yeah. give yourself 20 minutes and then you can bail if you don't like it. But I don't think you will. Worth mm-hmm. it. I agree with Mark. Um, um, like with the Donald and Pierre and whoever the Mexican equivalent of Donald and Pierre is that are in charge of things. It's, you know, yeah. Oh boy, never mind, so the world, never mind the World Cup. It might be Hunger Games. I was going to say, I don't know, man. I'm just going to stay in my currently still expensive, but not nearly as expensive as everybody else's apparently Toronto apartment and uh, not move. Um, oh, yeah. I'm Burlington for life at this point. So I get it. Yeah. No fucking kidding. Unless, <laughs> again, I, I still think I still think that the plan to, to sublet this place could be worth could pay my rent for a year. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> quite possibly. Yeah, if you like Tim, Duncan, then I sure. can come stay. I can come stay in the basement, right? I can just sleep down there. Sure. Yeah, we can make that work. Yeah. I'll cat sit, whatever. Um, <laughs> anyway, aside from realities, you you can just hang out in our backyard. We could we got a hammock. We got a, bar- <gasps> we got a, we got a hammock, the barbecue, and you know some plants. You you'll be fine. You'll get all you need out there. Oh, I'll be fine. The raccoons, yeah, I, can, I can I can hang with the raccoons. Yes. It'll be good. Um one one other thing before we move on from uh, what's been happening, and it's and it's a bit sad. Uh, well, more than a bit sad, is one of the non-football stories that has that has come out this last week um was during the uh Argentina Netherlands match uh, was the tragic passing of uh, noted American soccer journalist Grant Wall, who collapsed in the press in the media section during the match, um, was unable to be revived, died on the way to the hospital or at the hospital, um, under a lot of speculation because of 
stories he writes and the things he chooses to cover, highlighting gay rights and and that sort of thing, especially um, in uh, in this environment. And it's turned out it was an aortic aneurysm. It was nothing that could have been done. Um, likely brought on by um, exhaustion and stress, which they'd all been going through because everyone is working many, many, many hours in a desert, you know, going from venue to venue, covering stories, um, that kind of thing. Anyways, it's very sad. And not just because someone has died, um, that is, that is, that is tragic. And he was a, every youngish guy, a couple of years, he was, he was our age, right? He's a couple of years younger than me. So he's in and around your guys's age. Um, but the, the loss to not just the many people that knew him and to see the, the reactions on social media from people that we know and people that we don't, but uh, friends of ours, journalists that we're, that we're friends with that we know who have, you know, consider him, considered him a friend or a mentor or someone that they'd worked with or worked for who'd helped their career. Um, like the stories just poured in from everywhere are still pouring in everyone you know sharing their their grant wall experiences um the thing that i found interesting um that i want to mention at least is that well one his commitment to covering women's soccer which was uh you know noted amongst a lot of you know it's, it's tough to get someone who is high profile to consistently um put women's soccer at the forefront but what i found really interesting was the number of people who were saying i didn't always agree with him in fact a lot of times i didn't like him at all <laughs> and i didn't like what he had to say i didn't like the way he was covering this or the tack he took or the conversation we had online but i still respected him for something else or the fact that i heard a lot of people saying like if he was being a dick online and he absolutely could be, he would often message people and be like, you know what? That was my fault. I was being an absolute jerk. I'm really sorry. Can we move past this kind of thing? And the fact that he would at least own his assholery, I appreciate hearing about, but it's anyways, I was very sad. I was actually surprised at how much it affected me because I had absolutely no relationship with Grant Wall other than, like I said, maybe a few interactions with him on Twitter several years back kind of thing. But anyway, that's my uh, my piece on it. Yeah, I, I think the impact that what I'm sure I've read some of his articles, no no question. And I mean, I'm mostly this is on me is that I don't typically pay attention to who the writers are uh, like. And that's not that's just that's just me. I know you guys tend to. Uh, shall we say, uh, make note of who's who's writing it and you build, you know, that, those catalogs in your head as to who's good and who isn't and what have you. That's fine. That's just not me. That being said, reading the number of, of it's not even so much like condolences, but just like the outpouring of like, you know, he's done so much to cover women's soccer. He's done so much to cover lower league soccer. It's not just, you know, MLS world stuff. Like it's, like he was covering it a, like a huge, huge chunk of it. And to me, that's a massive loss. Like I'm sure I know there are other, there are other uh, writers who are covering those beats and that's great, but that's a huge, 
like huge range of coverage that the sport kind of needs. And and if you're the type of person that follows the writings of Grant Wall, it's important to see that he's writing about the NWSL as he is about running USL two, as he is about running MLS or hmm. Champions League. Just the fact that he had enough of a name and a cachet to to shed the light onto, no disrespect intended, lesser leagues, like leagues that just don't have that kind of attention, eyeballs, notoriety, like you know they exist, but you know nothing about them, uh, is massive. I'm sure other writers do this too, but I follow enough accounts who follow whether it's, you know, USL teams, whether it's NWSL teams, whether it's... um was it the UPSL? Like mm-hmm. they, they, they all recognize the impact he had on the game as a whole. And me recognizing that impact is, it's really like, it's, I mean, I know it's tragic, but like, what a, what a loss for the footy community. It really is like just the number of, the number of, I guess, the number of, con- the, the amount of people he's touched in that way, in that, like look what he look what this this article did for this thing for this club for this person this player this um i don't i imagine, again i hope there's somebody who who is going to fill the void the void maybe not necessarily his void but a void in general someone's going to rise up and be the next grant wall to bring those stories to the forefront and continue preaching the good book of footy so that's that probably re- that realization hurt me the most because I love this game and I love talking about it and I love watching it and knowing that one of the good guys is no longer going to be there. It's like, geez, that's, that's, that's a hit. Yeah. So that sucks. Obviously it sucks, but like, I feel like there's so many stories to be told and with lower leagues, whether that's, you know, Fifth Division Germany, the Ontario, uh, League One Ontario, like UPSL, whatever. It doesn't matter. I There's so many of those things that just I need coverage. And, you know, thank you to everyone who's ever covered those things, but it needs to be more of it. And having somebody who was that, 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 that attachment to those from the small, the small focus to a national audience that's that's a massive massive loss so sucks mm-hmm. and not just like promoting the game I mean again you've seen things a lot of people on Twitter you know putting out their own little things about what they knew about him and it seems like he was very very encouraging for anyone who was kind of just starting out like in the business where there's just you know sort of bloggers essentially and yeah I think there's a lot of mainstream media people who will be just like very fucking dismissive of anyone who isn't actually some kind of person there in the press box all the time and everything and just like yeah fuck you down there and yeah apparently you know from a lot of people are saying there if we've had interactions with him he was not like that at all so you know it wasn't just like the the game itself that he was trying to promote he was definitely you know very apparently very good at sort of helping out other people who were trying to make their way in that trade so I can definitely uh, sort of respect uh, that from you know after uh, reading about all those various but a lot of different people who've come out and said like similar things 
about him about how he would you know be just very you know, uh willing to talk with them or what have you just online and, and supportive just like yeah, that you know for a, a big shot guy who's at like sports illustrated and regularly on tv and this and that and just a very high profile to actually be um you know supportive and civil and friendly with kind of people who are just starting out in the business and say, oh, good for you. So, yeah, it's it's very sad. Yeah, and I think um, you mentioning Sports Illustrated, he was, while there's been, you know, there, there's a lot of North American, and if we want to just say American uh, journalists who concentrate on the sport, for him, he's like, pretty much the first one I could think of who was like at an institution like Sports Illustrated that only gave the sport a passing nod, usually World Cup, whatever, you know, the odd little thing here and there. But he was their like soccer reporter. Like that was his love. It was his thing. And like he didn't, you know, usually we're used to the guys who wrote about the sport also wrote about hockey or something else, you know, it was their side. Uh, reporting game but he was like the first not first but first maybe very prominent american one that you know that was his that was his gig this sport was his gig it wasn't that you know he's the roving reporter that covered a bunch of sports and when the world cup came around oh he also wrote about that so yeah i mean i don't think his parting with sports illustrated was the best at the time but um for the while he was there it was he probably made a Brought, brought the sport to a lot more eyes than uh, than his contemporaries. Well, and that's actually the sort of the last thing I kind of wanted to bring up. Yeah, like he'd been at Sports Illustrated for over twenty years, mm-hmm. and and made, as you said, like made soccer, decided to make soccer his focus after being sort of a multi sport writer. Did that, you know, that huge story on LeBron James when he was still a teenager, that iconic mm-hmm. cover of him, that kind of thing. But during the pandemic, when salaries were being cut. Um, and when Sports Illustrated tried to make a fairly large pay cut permanent, he spoke up and he spoke out and he said, this isn't right. And he got fired for it. And I, I respect him for that. Like I, I respected him for that. Then I would, I, you know, lost a bit of respect when he decided to go work for Fox sports, but then walked away from that too, for just them being Fox. Um, but, you know, he was, he, he was someone that, you know, worked with unions that tried to stand up for his fellow journalists and, and, and try to make things fair and equitable and regardless of, whatever else like you guys said like there's there's just there's a lot to there's a lot of good things to remember about grant wall as a as a writer and a person and someone in this community that we have all been part of in various ways for a really long time you know like we've all been we've all been bloggers we've all been writers we've been podcasters for a decade um this is our you know we're in a small corner of this world but this is our world too and um yeah, to see someone who did that much for the sport and for the writing for the sport and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's it's a big loss. So um, Grant, we'll miss you. Thank you. Here's to you. Anyone's listening, raise a glass to Grant. He, you know, 
Have a drink. All right. Well, moving on to other things we're talking about, but what we're talking about a little more, a little more local. We're gonna we're gonna bring things back to TFC, MLS, CanPL, because there's some things Ew. that we. I know, but it's gonna happen eventually, guys. The World Cup is over in less mm-hmm. than a week. Yeah, and but people still won't talk about MLS. Snap back to reality. Um. Anyway. And there's going to be Van- Liverpool versus Man City in the Milk Cup. And like, oh, 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 go yeah. on. Let's cover this. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> Milky. Um, so, uh, Victor Vasquez, who TFC well, took a name in, I haven't heard in a long time, <laughs> took in one of the one of the drafts. I don't know. There's so many MLS drafts, um, and then you know. We haven't heard much. We haven't really heard anything that's been going on. But then, but then, ooh, Twitter was all the flutter, social media, Victor Vasquez himself on his Instagram. Uh, it seemed on that Monday, Monday was going to be the big day. He was, he was on his way to Toronto. There was, there was going to be a physical done. It just seemed like it was just basically they just needed to sign the contract. And then silence. Now. Is it because the physical didn't go well? Is his back really that messed up? Or is it because he wants too much money? Or is it because of what happened next? Which is a very big contract that suddenly got announced for Jonathan Sorio, who is now not going to Europe, if he was ever going to Europe, uh, staying with TFC, uh, has signed a three-year plus a fourth-year option deal for who knows how much money. He's a TAM. They're using TAM to pay him. It's going to be a lot of money. We'll find out in the spring when the players' union releases the, con- the, the, the salaries. But it's a lot. And, of course, this took over everything. So this was the big announcement on Monday. And then yesterday they had... You know, the thing down at BMO and some of the supporters got to go and Oso was there and he even smiled. I, I've heard rumors that he smiled, you guys. I'm not kidding. Impossible. Um, I know, I know, but apparently he actually smiled. Look, all, um, that, tells, all that tells me is that he knows that paid. training doesn't start for another couple months. So <laughs> he's willing to take the injury of all the muscles he destroyed with that smile. And he's just going to come back angrier than ever, which is great. Another, is another couple of months, dude. They're going to Coachella at the beginning of February. He's got like another couple of weeks left, maybe. Look, I'm just saying like. They're playing a friendly at Coachella. Can I, can I just, there, there's a Coachella turn. Can I just say how excited I am for when we get to talk about this and, and talk about their outfits and the music. Talk about it. What? They're all going to be tripping balls, next dude. No, there's a there's hold on. Let me find the link. There's a, the there's a this is their football tournaments. Please tell me its motto is tripping balls. Please. <laughs> I mean, Toronto I hope C- this is real. I mean, I hope it the, the idea of a Coachella friendly is real because that's fun. I'm I'm not kidding. Toronto oh FC to participate in that, you guys don't pay attention. Toronto no. FC to participate in second annual Coachella Valley Inventational. Okay, that's stop. Something for kids. Ooh. Stop. Stop. First off, second annual is bullshit. <laughs> okay there's no fucking way they did this they did one already without us knowing about it garbage bullshit secondly who the fuck else got invited to this thing all mls teams and beyonce uh, the 2023 no tra- 
the 2023 like Coachella every Valley MLS team? Other MLS teams. No Hawkeye, no party. No mm-hmm. Hawkeye, no party. 2023 Coachella Valley Invitational will host 12 of the top major league soccer clubs for training and a preseason exhibition. (laughs) (laughs) At the location made famous by the iconic Coachella Valley Music and Arts Festival. Passes will go on sale. Passes are on sale. Oh, let's see how much the passes are. Now that we've gone off on this tangent, let's dive well, into it. I was no, going to wait until not. next month, but that's fine. It's too late. I've already. Clicked. We're not going. It's fine. Set there. up an affiliate link. We'll we'll get we'll cash in on this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my God! Are you kidding I heard, uh, me? I heard Montreal's going to the uh, the Fire Festival uh, tournament. The Just for Laughs Festival. That's all it. Do, do you not uh, even want to know who's going to be there with them? No. Uh, oh, it's other MLS teams. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Come on. And Lizzo. Great. Well, yeah. Ovs. Eight gray mice. Probably Portland. Obviously <laughs> like, Portland. Like, like whatever. Um, no Haka, no party. I'm sorry. You can't have a preseason if there's no random Scandinavian teams, no under 23 Central American teams, like this, not even a real fucking preseason. There's tournament. not even a university yeah. team to be found. Not even a Under- fucking what was like was uh, Creighton busy? Like Jesus, they're always in these tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> the winner, the winner takes on the uh, the champion from the Burning Man tournament. Mm. Anyway, so we got Jonathan Astoria. Okay, so hey. let's, let's, let's 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 we'll talk about Coachella later. Um, Go on. So we have. Jonathan Osorio, who, again, obviously had been looking at, I think if the right adventure overseas had presented itself to him, he would have jumped at it. Um, And that's not to say that I don't think that he's happy to be playing in Toronto, where he is, you know, considered one of the top players, obviously going to be like the focal point outside of the Italians. Um, for this club they're giving him a massive contract hometown boy you know new sector zone all of those things right um is this is this a good move for tfc is this a good move for him what do you guys think i'm happy for him i'm like genuinely i'm happy for him i i like i feel like mls is forever a wannabe selling league um, and I say wannabe because they don't sell that many players, mm-hmm. at least not not like not American players. I mean, who wants those? The good ones have already gone. <laughs> Just look at the look at the roster. Yeah, the good ones um, never go through MLS in the first place. No, they they are they they see a pitfall when when way before any draft that super comes knocking on their door. Um, yeah, uh, but that being said, like the 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 romantic part of the one one club player like is difficult if not impossible to have and so far so far we've got him and i love the fact that i mean under under shall we say non north american standards um by the year 2030 uh, the jonathan osorio stand would be a thing uh, they would name something after him cuz 
Oh, is, it, is, he gonna, is he a big businessman? Is he going to have a like a natural brand to, to sponsor? Oh, yeah. Some yeah. of the sort of energy drinks are coming like right oh. down. The pipe. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The only yeah. way that anyone's True. getting a son named after them is if they're a corporate. He's going to find a way to put something into water and then overprice sell it. So surely it's going to be an energy breakfast called Osorio's. Nice. Hey, oh, my God. I would totally buy a box. <laughs> Oh, I'm, yeah. a, I'm assuming they're. I'm assuming it's like mocha flavored, given his love of coffee. Yeah, oh, yeah that would be good. They stay crunchy even if you're having a good day. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I, I, I'm. If if only for like that weird narrative of like, hey, look, club legend Jonathan Osorio. You know when they instead of trotting Dero out on the field, God love him. Um, Trotting out Osario would be a lot easier sell to Duncan, and yes. I'm, only th- I'm only thinking of Duncan in this. In this, in this. No, as you, as you should. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like that's to me. Like I want to see that because I feel like that's part of the. And I know that the fact that this is a club is a myth because it's a franchise, but like, at least make things feel like a club, and this is one of those things. So like, I don't know, won't know what his contract actually is until it gets published <laughs> later which i think is awesome uh but if he's happy i'm happy um i think the idea of having to go prove yourself overseas because he, because now a canadian kid can play for his hometown team and make a good chunk of money like this is different it's different if it, if, if it was you know he was making a hundred thousand dollars a year and some random i don't know austrian first division team came knocking and was going to offer him two like maybe a hundred thousand dollars is enough for him to up sticks and leave. But when you're making significant coin, why like it becomes mm-hmm. harder to pull away. So like, I don't blame him. And, and, and there's, I don't feel there's any wrong answer. I just, I am pro player getting paid and I'm pro player being happy. So if he's getting paid and he's happy, fuck it. I don't care. He's actually a player. I want to see resign. So yeah. This is this is tremendous news. Well done on everybody's part. Well, I think there's also something to be said for the concept. Like he's potentially going to be a one club player. You know, he'll I be he'll be thirty three, maybe thirty four. When they trade him to Columbus, you mean? Yes, when they trade him to Columbus. Yes, when they trade him to Columbus. I think he's getting um, traded. I think he just gets just released and then pops up like four <laughs> days later. <laughs> <laughs> And then wins an MLS Cup. Yes. With Bez still being there. Bez will uh, still be there. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Hamilton will have made his way back to win yet another MLS Cup with like seven, you know, sub minutes. Um, but I, you know, there he he has that opportunity. He's been with he's been with TFC his entire career. Um this takes him into his early to mid-30s if he finishes out the whole contract. You know, as a midfielder, that's about the time where you start looking around as to whether or not you're going to keep playing, right? So, you know, that's kind of, as there's nothing, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I think it's actually kind of a cool thing. And again, cements his, has a potential to cement his legacy in Toronto um, as this as this kid who came from the stands. You know who used to sit in the south in the south end, cheer on the team, go to games. 
finally, you know, starts playing in Toronto, starts playing, and here we go. You know, is is Captain Osorio next when Bradley's gone? Maybe. Who knows, uh, right? Makes sense, but when's Bradley going? That's a very good question. Never, apparently. Yeah, he'll 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 play till he's fifty five. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Fuck. <laughs> freedom, fi- um, freedom, fifty five. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, I I I feel like it's unfortunate that he didn't have the he hasn't already had the armband, but I understand why. Like, if Bradley was long gone, if he didn't have the armband, it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? He he. To me, he's to, in my mind's eye, he's naturally more the captain's role than Bradley is, but that's also an internal matter that, and this is just me being an outside look outsider looking in, but whenever he gets the armband, it looks proper. It looks like it belongs on him. It looks like it's belonged on him for like the last three, four years. So um, yeah, I, I, I hope he gets a crack to be that more than just, Oh, Bradley's not playing. Here's the, be- here's the armband, John. Like, no, I want him to have it in, in, in not in spite, but like, instead of like, yeah, he's playing, but you get it now. Thanks, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) I would say to go back to the whole question of good deal or whatever. um, Yeah, I think this is definitely good for TFC. Uh, As far as Osorio, presumably, you know, he has signed this because he wants to. And I presume that, you know, he still would have had options for sort of Europe and that sort of thing. And he's decided to stay with this. So, you know. Hopefully he's happy with that decision. If so, good for him. Um, you know, would it be, you know, thinking with the uh, sort of like Canada of say from that side of it would be better if he's there. Maybe he's going to go off somewhere else to in Europe to be like, trying out and kind of break there. Then theoretically that could work out, but you know, there's no guarantees for anything there. So yeah, good deal. I think so. I do. Mm. And if he's healthy, he seems to be. He didn't look like he was suffering during the World Cup. He's had more time off to, again, to continue to to rest and rejuvenate. Preseason starts in whatever, like three weeks or something. Um, or, yeah, because it's usually, it's usually like the first couple weeks or the second week of January that they usually report back these days. Um I know it's so early, but um, so yeah, like a healthy Osorio is a huge difference. Like we, we talked about this many times during, during the MLS season, how much Toronto was missing him. Um, and even for Canada, again, healthy Osorio makes a difference. Um, so he's got, he's got a, a big role to play for this team and, and for Canada going forward as well. And I think this also, I think this helps him. Um, he's got a team to lead and to to really contribute to. Um, and he'll obviously continue to play a role um, for John Herdman. So no, I think I think it's I think it's a great deal. I'm I'm happy for him. Mm-hmm. But oh. as all of this sort of derailed or overshadowed the whole thing with Victor Vasquez. Because seriously, like what happens there? Like for, for, for a good 12 hours, it was all anybody was talking about. <laughs> you know, Vasquez had it, on his, had it on his Instagram stories, you know, showing his progress towards Toronto and 
I, a couple of people like DM'd him and he was like, you know, answering very excitedly kind of thing. Like this was, this was going to happen sort of thing or, you know, fingers crossed or that sort of thing. Like it was, it seemed like a done deal. Like it was just going to get announced, you know, at noon on Monday or something, whatever it just happened. But then the Osorio thing happened instead. So are we looking at a, you know, 5 p.m. Friday <laughs> news drop, Victor Vasquez signed by Toronto FC, or is this just going to now, what do you guys think? And do you want Victor Vasquez back at Toronto? I don't know. It's To me, it smacks of, we can still squeeze something out of this club. Like from but, like but, 2017, but- like, But that's their go-to move. Yeah, I know. And how's that working out? Yeah, like 2018 pretty much showed that that shouldn't have happened. You know, like we've we've already have. I mean, I know they went back to the championships, but I mean, they also didn't make the final. They didn't even make the postseason the following year. I know exhaustion, Mm -hmm. but like that to me, that showed the cracks. So I understand that the, 2019 showed that they really, really thought there was still juice and there was no juice. He didn't look too bad last season though. No, he didn't look, no, what what I'm saying is the, it's, it's the, it's the idea of like, let's just go back to what worked. It's like, that was now years ago. And I feel like we finally gotten through the purge of everybody who's no longer fit to be on that pedestal, so to speak. Um, bringing him back is a risk. I don't know what that risk actually looks like as far as mon- money goes or holding a spot, but like I'm, I'm willing, I'm willing to give him a chance because I mean that creative midfield maestro thing that he was doing. Like even if he was, even if he was playing at, and this isn't a, this is not a disrespect, even if he was playing at Benoit Sheru levels where he comes off the pitch, plays for 35 minutes, looks like a wizard for 20 of it. Oh, that's exactly. But that's I exactly w- what I think yeah, they might be doing. Absolutely, fucking take that that's because all but it's confirming, surely. Yeah, because yeah, oh, like yeah. if you if if, if I'm to we be, say that now, I know he'll be starting for the next for the first eight games. Yeah, it'll Gone, be get injured and then be out for the season. Yeah, be good. But like, but that's 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 that to me is the risk. That's the that's the position I I would I would ideally see him in. I'm obviously not the gaffer, but like we fixed this team so many times. I mean, I mean. We, exactly. You'd think they listen. We, ha- to us we record now. how successful we've been. Like, come on. Yes. But as long as this isn't like we're signing a starter, but we're signing depth, and the contract reflects that depth, and he's happy with it, then yeah, let's do this. But if if Vasquez thinks that he's, you know, starter material, okay, let's 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 see what the physical says. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't. I don't know. As a signing at like thirty-seven, heading towards thirty-eight, is like does TFC think they're making a run for the cup this year or in twenty-three? Yes. They, they do. do. Well, I, I'm just assuming. Lot, you know, then they the Italians will have had a an off season and Osorio's healthy. They're going to get yeah. a new keeper or six. You know, and how many new defenders? Well, <laughs> um, well, there's that guy that apparently is still kicking around that they're trying to sign. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, Victor Vasquez is a guy you bring in to help you, like a Galaxy did, because they were making, you know, they wanted to make a run for winning it all. 
TFC. I, I I don't know. Sure, I know that in this league you can you can get hot and win the cup. I guess, but if if that's the club's philosophy, it's alarming. Like, what happened to like trying to build a club that can like, and even even if you had mild success and had a playoff run, like, okay, he's done next year, start all over. I don't know. Returns rarely returns are rarely uh, successful. Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. That's that's for I like sure. Him. Yeah, he was great uh, at the time. Yeah, like, don't oh, get me wrong, wonderful. but at the time, the, that, I think we're starting to forget how long ago that was. Oh no, like it, it was it, like four years ago. I know. It seems it seems come, like it, come, it happened it's, recently, but yeah, five it's, years ago. Five yeah. Years ago. Yeah. Yeah. What was four years ago? 20, 2017? That's like six years ago. Next season. Which is really what we're talking about. Yeah. Here. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a whole World Cup cycle. Mm. <laughs> and a half. I mean, it's 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 potentially a decent plan B to have on the bench where all right, things aren't quite working out. You know, you may play against some stubborn defensive team that's just sitting back for nil nil and you can't break through. It's a better plan B than, well, let's just sub in Nick Haglund and throw him up front and see what happens. Ah, oh, those are the days. Those mm. were the days. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, I mean, so I mean, if if that's all it is, and the salary cap world, the price tag reflects that role, then sure. No, no, it's yeah. it's, it's harmless. Like it's it's like it's harmless unless it's taking away from putting someone in that. Like, and it comes down to salary. Putting someone yes. in that spot who maybe could give you four or five years and develop. Yeah. You know, who's on the verge of being a starter. If you're spending it rather on a guy to to try to to uh, relive past glories, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, how many of young kids of like TFC had kind of like in the lineup or on the edges of the lineup? Like last year, there was like a lot of them. There was like too many, but you know, some of them should be there. Would Victor Vasquez has taken away say like Jaden Nelson's minutes or, mm-hmm. yeah. or the Noble Akello, or is he even still with the team? Um, then yeah, no, let, let's let, let's not be doing that. But yeah, who knows? It might work. Well, okay. Well, speaking of speaking of TFC's defense, um, Daniel Henry, who TFC did not offer a contract after the season, is going to Minnesota. Minnesota. Uh, the Loons have signed him to. Is it a one-year contract? probably a one-year contract that's what would make sense um but what i enjoyed about um about him going there and the fact that i like minnesota so it makes me happy um because i would watch minnesota matches so i can watch daniel um but i very much appreciated the nice sort of like highlight video they put together for him on their socials i was like yes you you welcome daniel henry you do that i was like i was like thank you um but yeah, good for him. I think it's, you know, it's it's not it's not a bad place for him to be. We'll see how much uh, how much he plays. Hopefully, a fair bit. He also does play with, you know, he has played with Dane St. Clair, so they could be looking at that as you know familiarity, defense, friendship. keeper, friendship, board game, fatty, drinking, team, pal, friendship, each other's DD. 
Yeah, there's any, any this could go any number of ways, Kristen. <laughs> Do we have to call him Daniel the Body Henry now? <laughs> I don't know. We just might. I mean that photo of him. Anyway, that, so that's uh, that photo of him on from TSN in the in the uh, 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 the press release or the the, the news of it. Um, yes. I don't know how it looks like he has trouble going through doors. His shoulders have the wingspan <laughs> of a small, like Boeing. Like it's incredible. Like calling him the body is like fuck yeah. I'm not. I'm not pissing him off. Yeah. It's just well, that's the thing. He's he's not the Daniel we used to watch as a kid, right? Like he has certainly bulked up over the years. He's a he's a he's a big guy. Oh yeah, he's a um, he's a tank. So he's a bit of a beast. So anyway. Get him, get him a big long feather pink boa, <laughs> and then get him on those conspiracy theories. McMahon, I think it's, I think it's a good, I think it's a good move for him. So, um, I'm happy. I'm just happy to see him like pretty much immediately get with another club, right? So, I think I always like that. Yeah. Um, Wasn't getting playing time in Toronto. Hopefully, he will there. But yeah, exactly. Bob Bradley, the coach, certainly didn't like him. I don't know exactly who decided to sign him, but Bob Bradley, the coach, obviously didn't like him to play him. So, yeah, try somewhere else. It all goes wrong. There's always Cyprus. Yeah, back to the restaurant game. Back to the restaurant, exactly. Yeah. Um, speaking of TFC's uh, defensive core or players at the back, uh, Alex Bono. Uh, off to DCU. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Haha. <laughs> I mean. Haha. <laughs> like I find like is he is he is he the replacement for Bill Hamid? No. Someone yeah, else is I hope already, so. That would be a someone, mistake. <laughs> someone else is well, someone else already sort of replaced Bill Hamid because he was injured a lot of last season, but still. Um, you know what? Whatever. Good for him for finding a again, for finding a landing place. Uh um I wish him well-ish. Good, good luck, except for against Toronto, obviously. Um, trying, yeah, I don't hold any malice to Alex Bono. Just was no. never my favorite player. That's 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 it. You know, he was he was fine. I just never yeah. quite got. Just never quite got the whole Bono fever. I don't know. I just never got it. Oh, that's not a fever. <laughs> More like the Bono sniffles. I mean, nothing like I. I mean, given sometimes he couldn't, you can't catch Bono fever because he can't catch. So I mean, there's that. Um, and then there's the whole line and him motherfucking staying on it. Um, yeah. It, okay. Like. The good thing about him moving to DC is that I think it will give a fair representation as to whether or not how much of his slide is because of him or the players standing in front of him. Mm. I'm, I I don't think it's completely on him, but there have definitely been some things where it's like, hmm, normal goalkeepers would have played that differently, but you chose this. And okay, like maybe maybe the new gaffer will beat that out of him. That's entirely fine. Maybe the system won't allow for him to come so bloody far off of his line like he's playing in League One Ontario. I see you keepers. You guys are playing like sweepers. And it makes me nervous as shit, and y'all deserve to be punished. I don't care what your manager says. That being said, um, 
I, I feel like it, that this is what he needs to kind of, I don't want to say uh, rejuvenate his career. He's, he's fine. He's perfectly capable MLS keeper, but we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll have a better sense as to, Oh, it was you. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's why we t- wanted Kill up, Westberg cue all up the T-Swift song. Yeah. Anyway. So congratulations. Good luck. Whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Thanks More for play. the 2017. You. He was definitely very good within that whole playoff run in 2017, and uh, even in 2018 Champions League. Until that moment when he really wasn't very good, he was good. So you know, thanks for those times. But you know, that's a long time ago now. Yeah. Seconded. All said. Hashtag lemon. Oh, actually, sorry. There is there is one more that's not that uh, I meant to mention this la- very quickly. Uh, Clint Irwin, speaking oh. of keepers that we owe thanks to and that often get forgotten because he was one of the reasons we were very successful, um, has uh, also joined Minnesota. So I guess as veteran backup mentor type dealio. Um, this, is con- this is conspiracy. It's very interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so he's already familiar. Would have been familiar with Daniel Henry, probably. Daniel might have been gone by then. Anyway, I, think, I, I don't think they were here at the same time. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Daniel's probably already gone. Um, but is probably familiar with Stuart Kerr. So, oh wait, no, he's probably gone too. Never mind. Anyway, it's interesting. It's well, interesting. The story's going places. Yeah. I'm not it's editing this. this terrible so. story. No, don't. Um, all right. On to uh, the Campiel. And in the least surprising big announcement ever, it was so silly to do it. So yesterday there was like, last night there was like some breathless tweets. Oh, big announcement. Vancouver FC is going to announce their first official player signing. And everyone's like, so it's Callum Irving. Cal, Callum, we, we, we all already know that Callum Irving because he left Pacific because he was going to Vancouver. Sure enough, it's Callum Irving. So congratulations, Callum Irving, on officially, officially being uh, Vancouver FC's first player. Well done, you. Um, right. I know. It was just well like, done. okay. Good on Callum Irving. <laughs> yep. I did not call him Callum no, no, we're we're calling him calamari. Uh, He's got squid for hands. He's got squid for hands. Yep. Um, other I mean, the, the, the more important news about Vancouver uh, FC is when they uh, released the the list of the uh, names that they could have had the voting. Oh, I didn't see that. It was. I I don't know why they put it out there. Probably to prove that everyone was really behind Vancouver FC as a name because maybe this public. But uh, under the name and derivatives vote section. Uh, number four, so Vancouver, Valley, and Frazier were number three. Number four was not sure. Was what now? Not sure. I guess it was <laughs> one of the votes. 7% of people who voted voted for not sure. It beat Langley. <laughs> it beat Langley. Yeah, which no, is a shame. Yeah. Which is a shame because what a great name, you know, not sure would have been. I want I want the half and half friendship scarf of not sure FC and unattached FC, shaking <laughs> hands in the middle. <laughs> I will if 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 my Kickstarter reaches its 
It's first stretch goal. I will fucking make that. There is no, there is no Kickstarter. I will make that scarf and offer it to everybody who contributes to the five thousand dollar uh uh tier. Level. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> there, there is no Kickstarter. I just need a space. Is really what it is. Sure. Yeah, I mean, what what should Vancouver's name have been? Really, I mean, you know, if you go with like what's what's the sort of CPL. You know, just stupid name. What, what would have been out there that evokes Vancouver's mm, integrity? Language? Integrity FC. There we go. Mm, yeah, because I mean, the owners own two teams, so why not? THCFC. THC. <laughs> okay. THC. Yeah. Huh? THC. Exactly. THC. Huh? It's. Uh, this is the, yeah. What? Uh, right. To, to steal from the Yorkies, Crystal Meth Palace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Classic. Yes. Yeah. I still, uh, I still, I still use that in 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 a chat group I'm in with a bunch of EPL people, and they're always like, they always laugh at it. They're like, "Oh, that's the best." And I was like, "Yeah, I totally stole that from my friend." Um, well, apparently, so on the specific names voting list, Vancouver FC came first, but not with the like. Although I don't know how their percentages are working because they don't seem to come to 100%, but whatever. Uh, Fraser Valley FC was second. Vancouver City FC was third. Vancouver Ooh. United was fourth. Vancouver then, Town was fifth. Vancouver <laughs> was sixth. No, it was Langley FC, Fraser FC, Valley FC, Cascadia FC, which would have been just <laughs> That would have been the highest eye roll I could possibly I give. <laughs> Metro, something just called Metro Vancouver, which sounds like a police force. And then... Uh, Greater Vancouver FC was Greater Vancouver. That was yeah. an option. Who the fuck came up with that? Call it that? It's the lower. Were there, were there, were there write-in votes? I don't know. Lower to be fair, to be fair, Greater Vancouver only got zero point nine three percent. That's more than that's a vote, and that one person should never be allowed to go to a soccer game. No kidding. That's the trap. That's, that's the trap option. If you pick that, you are completely disqualified from being in public ever again. Well, so I guess the first section was like kind of what region it should be named after because it was Vancouver or and kind of derivative of a region. So that's where the not sure landed. Vancouver, Valley, Fraser, like I said, not sure, coming in a strong fourth. Uh, <laughs> Langley, then Langley, Cascadia, BC. That would have been uh, just truly like arrogant. Uh, yes. Mainland, Metro, uh, Rain. And then, oh, yeah, you go rain, rain up, yeah, rain FC, yeah, mm. uh, and then Quantlin, or just F- oh, FC rain, Quantlin, and then I don't uh, forgive Coquitlin? my lack of no, Quantlin, K W A N T L E N, and then the Lord. last one, which I'm 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 not quite sure about, S T O colon L O Stolo, Stolo, literally, no I'm I'm not for this clue. I'm, I'm all sure for this one. I don't, I'm sure I don't it want means to know. Something up there, but I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm trying to think of which cousin I should text to ask. Um, what the fuck? What up? What up with Stolo? What up with oh, Stolo? Um, it's a uh, it's like oh. a First Nations. Like, oh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. Indigenous group in the area. Oh, well, that would have been well. I guess. <laughs> I guess that would have been cool, but then again, maybe not. You know, maybe just appropriation of a name. So mm. I don't know. It only got the. 0.51% of the vote. So. Okay. If, 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 if the people have spoken and this is what they want, then I, I'm willing to take off making fun of the name given where they play right off the table. 
Because can we keep making fun of the logo? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Oh, that's it's that, a dick that... falling from space. <laughs> oh man, I want to make a commercial with that as the theme right there. <laughs> um, buy your season's tickets now. Tony, do the part. It's a dick falling from space. <laughs> 1-800-FC-Vancouver. Vancouver FC, get your tickets now. <laughs> um, oh, no. Yeah, uh, no, but yeah, that will, that, that, that's always available for, for laughter. But, oh. uh, but well, yeah, like, what, about the, what about the NXS's guns inside of dongs in the sky? <laughs> dongs in the sky. Dongs in the sky. Dongs in the sky. Dongs in the sky. The midfielder to be. And for and for the video, they're just walking through and they're throwing it like on the on the cards because doesn't he have somebody's one of the guys is like like got two cards. Yeah, he just so yes. just like just the names of the players. He's just throwing them down. Yes, that's yeah. exactly it. Right oh now, it just God. says calamari, 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 because <laughs> uh, they've only got one player. Um, yeah, I I feel like there needs to be more in excess Canadian football references. So yeah, I'm one hundred percent here for this. Well, uh, there's one down. Dongs in the sky for Vancouver FC. <laughs> uh, poor Edmonton ha- already took Never Tear Us Apart. Oh. For a couple of years. If they hurt you. <laughs> Oh my God. It works far too well. Oh no. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on. It really could be a mystify FC. I mean, that would, that would totally fit into forge valor, what have you. Anyway, oh yeah. Where, where would mystify it be? Me. Who knows? Well, no where, knows? What's Canada's magic town? <laughs> Ooh, Niagara. Does Niagara need a club? Oh, good point. Yeah. Why mystify. not? Yeah. But they've got a million other re- things you could like, wouldn't they just be flume? <laughs> Rapids. Oh God! Taken, Tony. <laughs> Calgary could be a uh, kick because sometimes you kick and sometimes you get kicked because they they're, they're never going to be the best. They're just always going to be not. But uh, yeah, yeah. This is this is this has got legs. This has got legs. We we we'll, uh, as long as Becker this. as long as Becker plays for Hamilton, Suicide Blonde. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good good one i like that oh my goodness all right we gotta we gotta move on from this though holy shit um in other in other incredibly <laughs> exciting um campiel news this is actually exciting and i'm still in shock that it's actually happening um the campiel and the PFA of Canada, Players Professional Football Association, which is the Players Union, um, have come to an agreement to conduct a secret ballot representation vote by the players. If successful, PFA Canada will become the recognized bargaining agent for all CPL players. Right. Massive. Like the fact that it is finally come to something positive between the league and the union um, instead of them having to do all this rigmarole and go province mm-hmm. to province and and just 
all this nonsense. Yeah. How the vote happens, all the players have to sell to send their ballots to Davy Clackers, and then he announces whatever the results are. No one gets to look at it. I'm going to announce the results. And, uh, oh, what do you know? The players voted not to do it. And Davy Clackers I, announces he's got the expansion territorial rights for some other place. Yes. <laughs> How's that? Winds are coming along. Hurry anyway, up. There's, I think there's just, just based on what we know and conversations um, we've had with, with Dan Crook from the PFA and like what players have put out there, player representatives that are involved. Um, I just, there's no way this doesn't go through. Although we don't know what the, percentages but considering the first couple times they've gone through and had players sign uh intent cards they were hitting over 90 percent and you really can't ask for no one ever asks for that much for unions so anyway um so between uh the 15th and the 19th so tomorrow day after recording uh until monday um they will be voting online and then the results will be announced fairly quickly afterwards um the vote will be conducted by an arm's length third party provider specializing in online voting baby clackers yeah, yeah. <laughs> clacker industries <laughs> um so uh dan and the union and the player reps um both that are still currently players a couple that have recently retired hello drew becky um have been you know out there talking about this online, obviously talking to their fellow players individually um, for the last few months. Uh, they've been, anyways, there's just been a lot of work happening, right? So please support the players in this. Um, retweet the PFA tweets or the player tweets about this vote. It's hugely important for the KMPL players to have this kind of representation, to have this voice speaking for them, um, to continue to see gains in, in, in salaries, in benefits, and just in communication with the league in terms of schedules and, um, you know, physio and their health and all of those things. Like it's, it's, it's a big deal. Um, and I'm just, I'm still, I'm still just like blown away that this is, that this is happening. Um, so this is amazing. I am, I am thrilled and again, shocked that it's happening. Well, I guess we'll see what happens from it, but uh, yeah, that's good that it's reached this point and you've got to think that uh, they would actually go ahead and uh, vote in a positive way and that this will actually be there so hooray power to the people and all of that indeed about time amen yes. all right well i got one thing left to talk about and that's what's coming up and uh we got two matches left in this world cup Third place match on Saturday between Croatia and Morocco. And the final on Sunday, 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 between Argentina and France. And both big deal matches um, for different reasons. Obviously, the final is the final, right? We'll talk about that in a minute. But the, the third place match, you've got, again, the underdog, Morocco, 
who still has like this is getting getting to the came to the semifinals was was massive right like they've already proven their point and made uh, a, a huge splash at this world cup but um to sort of win another match i think would be you know like that again that that would be a, a sort of a, a a pin in their in their world cup journey as it were um and then you've got morocco who morocco you've got croatia who have um and luka modric probably his last world cup match i don't think he'll be back in three and a half years what do you like do you guys think modric will come back no. not likely like no he's I, I it's it's possible but that's under the assumption it's not even so much will modric be healthy will croatia not have somebody to take his spot by then yeah yeah because i mean you, even a, a third so. what is he 37 now mm-hmm. is yeah. is? so is basically a 41-year-old Modric still the best midfielder they have versus a 26-year-old player who's who's on the rise and is can run for days. Like that's that's the thing. So yeah. Much as I think the story would be it would be nice for him to be there. Um bench at best, but I'm guessing he'll be he'll hang up his boots by then. So this is, you know, this is this is a big match for for both for both teams. And plus, you know, you always want to sort of recoup a little bit of a little respect right right um now no no No, No i don't think no respect to be had i don't think either both teams have all the respect in the world right now there's nothing to play for here you know both teams are going to be exhausted and they're going to roll out the kids yeah they've had the emotional like stuffing kicked out of them it's you know i mean these are Two teams that are very much kind of like set up, right? It's kind of more defensive and wasn't specifically about like the the skill or whatever. It's more about like just like kind of the attitude and what have you, and just the defensive, what have you. You know, they've got nothing to play for anymore. It's like I think that's going to be taking like a big drop down. I'm expecting a bit of a uh, a relaxed sort of characteristic, yeah, a, a bit of a sloppy defensive shit show here. I'm going to say it's like three one. Croatia. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think they yeah. did. Yeah, their their first match uh, way back in the group stage, they did play to a nil nil draw. So neither. Yeah, that's the other very alternative, very possible alternative is they will both keep their defensive whatever going, and it will end nil nil. But I think now nah, they've, you know, there's a big drop off for both of them. Three one Croatia. Yeah, sounds about right. Poor Morocco's like emotionally have like probably exhausted their reserves. But. I feel like uh, as much as I would love to see uh, Morocco win this, I feel like, uh, um, yeah, emotionally, I think they're they they they've run their course, um, and uh, I also feel like Croatia will try to win any game they play, regardless of what the stakes. Like even playing the B team is like they're going for blood. So uh, in this case, I think uh, I think Croatia is uh, going to get a uh, get another bronze. Another? Right. They, didn't they finish third once before? Um, or was it fourth? They finished second. And, they finished, and, uh, yeah, they were runner-up yeah, last time. Yeah, I'm talking about bronze medals. Yeah, okay. Oh. okay. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway. Um, yeah, they... Yes, okay. Then they'll get another medal then for around their necks. I forgot about the, the runners-up. 
the the other thing to that I would just like to point out for this match is that whoever wins is the ultimate champion of our group. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes, the group F champion. That's the, uh... the group F champion. Like, come on, that's that's got to count for that's got to count for something. Like, clearly, that's what you know. That's what this is all about now is ultimate group F champion. Well, they're the third and they'll be the third and fourth teams. So, does that make Canada the sixth best team at the World Cup? Definitely. Yes, I, that's I'm, math. I'm, I'm, I'm running with that. That's perfect math. I I totally agree. Yeah. Perfect. Huzzah. Okay. Name another team that has scored goals against both Croatia and Morocco. Exactly. You, can. you can't. Boom. Yep. Done. Science right there. Yes. Okay. On to the final. Argentina versus France. Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Both matches are at 10 a.m. Eastern time. One on Saturday, one on Sunday. Um, Messi in, again, basically his last world cup match last world cup most likely he won't be back in three and a half years no 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 and then france uh looking to uh be the first repeat champion in how many years a lot of years six many like no no actually six it'll be 58 since he was repeated okay so what no, huge no. thing so Messi has never won this is this is you know like mm-hmm. Messi's always Sixth sort of like yeah. has this one of the best you know not one of the best the best player he's 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 amazing right he's just he's the best player in the world um one of the greats are all time his name will be you know go down through the ages whatever um but has had for the most part really shit luck at the international level with Argentina like it's just it never it almost never seems to come together and I say almost because it has come close once and then they they the thing they won this last year so that was great to see but mostly it's been um so there's a lot emotionally in this match as well as just general football passion and emotion um I honestly don't know which, like, I'm still sticking with Argentina to to win, but I will not be surprised if France wins. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think both are equally likely to win this for for different reasons. I think I think France is the more talented team. Um, but I <clears throat> do just having watched Messi through the tournament so far. I'm getting a very strong sense of I'm picking this team up and putting them on my tiny shoulders and doing that. That's sort of like the feeling you get from watching him right now. Thoughts? I don't know. I, I think it's going to be a cliched thing to say, but the team who, who plays their game to the highest level is going to win. It's it's that even, I think. They, they, they're both dangerous in different ways. Um both capable of making a mistake as well. It could come down to that. Looking at you, Hugo Lloris. Oh, big time. <laughs> yeah, agreed. It is very difficult to, uh, to say, say, obviously, this team will win or not. Um, you know, I, I would hope that Argentina can just 
drag this whole thing down into a bit of a sort of shit howsy, everyone kicking the shit out of everyone kind of match and everything, and uh, like it, uh, like the game against the Netherlands uh, ended up being. Um, and then you know, if it gets to that kind of thing, then I think they would win. I think they'd be better at that kind of game than the French. So uh, yeah, go out there, uh, you know, get into them, fuck them up, and uh, yeah, let's let's have a. Uh, a big sort of shit housey, lots of fouls, yellow cards all over the place, a uh, lot of feistiness kind of final. That's what I'm hoping for. I doubt it'll happen, but uh, uh, if that happens, you know, I think Argentina's uh, better at that kind of thing. And then, you know, you got that, add in like something, Messi can make something happen. And uh, yeah, Argentina wins. That's, that's uh, what I hope will happen. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm torn because I as much as I don't particularly care for Argentina, I would love to see Messi win a cup. Yeah, um, I feel like I feel like, uh, you know, that the whole legacy of his name. I mean, he's still one of the greats. It really he's I mean, it's not it's not Pele Maradona, but being third, fourth, fifth in that list is no, no slouch either. And I mean, he's already up there. So let's just kind of give that crowning achievement. Uh, As for the other 11 guys on the pitch and light blue and white, eh, whatever. The the other 11, they get an extra player. Oh no. The the other 10, I meant 10. I had, well, there's subs and everything. Subs. Okay, yeah. fine. There's subs. Sure. Thanks, if I had said it, you would never let me forget thanks, it. But because thanks, Mark Duncan. said it, thanks, you Duncan. back you him to the Mark. moon. Yeah, I, 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 I've, I've got a lot of respect for Mark. I'm willing to accept a <gasps> oh, mistake. That oh, made oh so, 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 bye. So, no respect for me. Amazing. I don't know. Oh, no, that's not what I said, Kristen. Mm, mm. So, where was hey. I? Oh, yeah. So, aside, aside from the other 10 players, for for Argentina. Eh. That being said, uh, I I I feel like I feel like this is Francis to win. Um, they've just been ha- they've had answers for everybody. They've had uh, relentless attacking, creative attacking. Um, I mean, it seems like all the goals end up going through Giroud at some point in time, but that's not actually the case. Um, like for for a guy who was basically going to be the substitute striker, he is made quite the name for himself again uh in this in this tournament and everybody's playing well around him like the goals are coming in from literally anyone Mm -hmm. and that makes it scary as fuck when you're trying to like you can't just neutralize one guy because there's still five other guys who can easily put that ball in and the other ones you're overlooking can also do it too but they're just further away and like it's crazy how how composed and how much depth the French have demonstrated throughout the tournament. Like even when batting down the hatches, like they still keep their head in it. Like at no point do they look like they're going to collapse under the pressure. Uh, today's game day of recording, the Moroccans went at them after they conceded the first goal, they went after them for the next 60 minutes. And it was just incredible how yeah. they just, not only did they resist them, but it was just like, okay, like, like there was no, that no point, like nobody was yelling at each other. Like, what are you doing? Like there, there was none of that blame and pointing fingers. It's like they had it completely under control. And not to say that that Moroccan attack is going to be anywhere near uh, the same level of intensity or creativity as an Argentinian attack, but 
It was still a semifinal. There were still stakes on the line and, and conceding means probably going home. Yeah. Anyway, the, the other sort of, you're talking about the attacks between the, between Argentina and, and France and, you know, where, how cohesive France has been. And although Argentina has put together some nice things, the sort of the other storyline, cause there's just, so, I love the world cup. There's so many things. Um, I believe after today's match, cause didn't Mbappe have an assist? So I think Messi and Mbappe mm. are both tied for the golden boot right now. Goals and assists. Okay. They have the exact same amount, I believe. So this, this is the designer <laughs> as well, which is fun. It just adds to it. This is just fun. I just like it. I think this is going to be, I'm hoping it's a very good match. It should be. I, I think they're, they're equally matched in different ways. Like they obviously don't play the same style of game and France is deeper, but I do think that Argentina is really dynamic, um, especially again with how Messi's been playing. So but they've also seen some really good performances from from other players. Um, so yeah, this I think it's going to be a fun match. Um, I, I'm still sticking. I'm sticking with Argentina. Two uh, one for Argentina. I'll go with three one France. Um, it's not a blow. I, it's but that th- that third goal is like the counterattack nail in the coffin. Okay. I think. I'll go. Mm. Yeah, I kind of like, I think it's kind of similar. 3-1 Argentina, uh, but but 3-1 not really being reflective of the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Can totally see that. Mm. Like France having to push up late. So Yeah. I got 2-0 Argentina. We'll get Ooh. some kind of uh, early goal and then you know, they'll just kind of settle into it of kicking the shit out of France, getting them frustrated, getting them out of their uh, out of their game and everything. And Late end penalty. Up, you know, yeah, why not? Works. Okay. Mm. Going to be good. And we're going to talk about it more next week because that's the end of our show. Right. We have to take a break. We have to do another one of these next week. Well, we have to we have to talk about the the final and then the campiel vote. These are very important things. Oish. Oish. Then we're gonna have person. and then we're gonna have a holiday break. I promise. What are you giving there. us? I'm not telling you now. <laughs> also find fair. Out. You find out next week. <laughs> um, but that that is our show for this week. Um Please do join us next week when we do recap the rest of the World Cup, um, talk about our favorite moments, uh, hopefully celebrate uh, PFA Canada um, being recognized as the union for the CanPL players, find out what's happened with Victor Vasquez and whatever else is interesting in the world of football that happens between now and then. I have been joined by the entire Vocal Minority podcast panel, as per usual, to be found out there on the Twitters at Duncan D. Fletcher, Mr. Duncan Fletcher. TFC have also picked me up off waivers, but they're never going to sign me. It happens. Oh, Are you negotiating too hard, Duncan? Maybe. Maybe. It's, it's not fair, Duncan. You deserve better. Yeah, Thank hold you, man. Hold out for the good money. Mm. Uh, out in the Twitterverse, at Malarkey FC, Mr. Tony Walsh. I would have signed for TFC if it wasn't for that pesky Asoria. 
His little dog, too. Uh, on the tween machines at Kit Nerd Mark with a K, not a Q, Mr. Mark Hinckley. Looks like we solved another mystery, gang. Yay! Thank you to everybody who continues to support our podcast via Patreon. We absolutely appreciate it. We still have shirts. You can find them on our Zazzle shop. You can go to vocalminority.ca to find out all the fun stuff that we've got there. And we're still on the YouTubes. Um, it's that's it's it's slowly growing. Thank you to those who have subscribed. We appreciate that uh, immensely. Um, and I would just want to give, as we're wrapping up this World Cup, one one subtle middle finger to uh, Belgium. Uh, in spite of me picking them to win the whole thing, I did win one pool. <laughs> and, and I finished mid-table in the other one. So, you know, you know, uh, uh, Hazard, uh, De Bruyne, you know, fuck you. I can do it myself. There you go. <laughs> you tell him, Mark. Yeah, well, uh... Jesus Christ. You picked him to win and still win the pool. What? Does the, I mean, the other, the other three aren't that footy, but still. <laughs> it's a it's a brag but it's also a shame brag so <laughs> Mark, did you run yourself a pool with just you and three one-year-olds i wouldn't give a phone to a one-year-old not an irresponsible parent uncle or otherwise no <laughs> excellent thank you uh... Anyway, as for me, you can find me on the internet. Yes, the entire internet at KZ Knowles. I have been your host, Kristen Knowles. And until next week, Canada, get used to it.